What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we'll hit some news and notes. We will talk about the NFL coaches getting canned here on Black Monday and, of course, the wild card weekend ahead of us. But first, Kevin Reynolds, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing pretty well. Fantasy's over, so I don't have any incessant, constant stress for 168 hours a week. So Feels that's good. good. Uh, came in fifth in the once and done. I didn't get the three-peat. I actually won. I don't know if you looked at, at the scores. I actually won week 18, but too you little, did. too late. Ended up coming in fifth. A change here, a change there. I would have won, but that week 14 put the screws to me. Congrats to Mr. Tom Barnhart, Mr. Two Nut, a contributor of our show, uh, for for pulling in the victory. So let me ask you, because Mr. Barnhart, he played dud players throughout the year, and you and I have a strict policy. It when before the year starts, we put aside quite a few players, and we're not. We know we're not going to touch them. We're not touching Christian McCaffrey. We're not touching. AJ Brown. We're not touching these guys until the playoffs because the the goal is to make the playoffs without them. And when you do, you have all of them, um, you know, in the holster uh, that you can use. Mr. Barnhart did not do that, and he pulled out the championship. So let me ask you, Kevin, are we doing this all wrong? No, I don't think so. I still think it's right because I went back in, and the players that I played that I had left there, if I had just played them in the right weeks, I would have won this league by seventy points. But I had since I had to move people around because of one or two injuries and because of that crap that happened in week 14, it put the screws. I put the screws to myself. Tom, you know, he and I talked about it. He he had to do this. He didn't have a choice. It's not like he played those guys because he wanted to in the regular season. He was in like 14th place. He had to play them to even make the playoffs. And then it's just far where they may after that. So I think. 80% of the time, the person with the most studs and a case of a little bit of luck on their side, obviously, is going to is gonna do better. But once in a while, you find this little diamond in the rough where Two Nut played the right players, the right weeks, guys that nobody else in the league would necessarily play in any of these weeks, but he had no choice. And ended up winning. And by week 18, did you see, did you look at any of the lineups some of these guys were putting in? It was I- like the ragtag of ragtag lineups, like a lineup that you wouldn't put in in week seven. But that's all they had left. Right. So there. So so he scored about 130 again, and because he and I were the enough. only two people left that had both Allen and Diggs. Diggs didn't do a whole lot. He had like 12 points. Right. But for him, that's apparently over the last now. two months. But yeah. we also had Allen who did well. I had Achan who had eight rushes for 55 yards in the first half, and then he decided they'd only rush him two more times the rest of the game. It's almost like Eagles, Eagles South. Well, Kevin, you it sounds like you are just reinforcing the fact that you are a great GM and a terrible head coach. Yeah, you know, I, I tell people all the time that you accuse me of that. And I think you're right. I I man, I did so well during the rest of that week 14 just it, it it just threw me for a loop because my guys, I got two guys that got zero. I had uh what's his name? Um Herbert at 1.6 before he got hurt again. And I end up having to waste Tyreek and uh, CD, which not only did I lose those points to the play, so I had to move other players around because of it. So I end up playing, like, say, Jonathan Taylor in week 15 where or 16, where he gets me 11 points, where he got 29 and 18, where I had had him slated since week seven. Chris well, McCaffrey gets hurt in the first quarter, second quarter of the week I play him. He Higgins, 25 points a week till the week I play him, where he has 1.9. It just, uh, it was just one of those things. You lose some and you lose some. That's true. But but this is the first once and done league I've ever lost. Yeah, I know. So it hurts painful, but Hey, I'm ready for next year. Absolutely. Congrats. to Bila did well. You know, it's boring. It's the same person always wins. I agree. Although I wish I I did anyway. In my, uh, (laughs) yeah, right. Screw it. In uh, in my league of record, we had um, I 
I'm either in the playoffs. I'm tied. We've been doing this league like, I don't know, 15 years. And there's three guys that are tied with the most playoff appearances. One of them is me. And I was tied with um, the most championships. And then we had a, a guy win last year. Uh, and then uh, so he went to three championships. Him and I were tied with two. Uh, and then we had another guy who he hasn't won in a decade. Ten years ago was his last championship, and he was able to pull it out this time. Uh, I made a, a run late in the season, as we talked about on the show, but uh, just missed the playoffs, couldn't quite get in. So um, but- I started commissioning leagues in 98. I had my one league for a really long time. I gave it up and started our new league, which is now in its 12th season. The season for that, however many years that's been, 25 and I guess if you would say if that's 25 seasons, I've only ever had a losing record twice. Oh, that's impressive. Twice. Now, I didn't make the playoffs all those years, but I've only ever had a losing record twice. But I still only won twice. I won the original league once. I won this league once. That's it. I bet of the 25 years, I bet I've made the playoffs 13, 14 times, but I've only won twice. I, I just, again, the You're playoffs, my, my guys just sort of craft the bed and. You have a winning record every single season, uh, but uh, this year I was 16 and 12, 16 and 12, and I was ninth in the league, ninth place of, as far as record goes, ninth. Feels top heavy. It, it really was this year, big time. Injuries played such a huge role, and as our listeners know, it's a 16-team league with 17 roster spots, so when you have injuries to Anthony Richardson and Kirk Cousins, it may you, you you end up starting Derek Carr every week. And then Derek Carr gets six points a week until the playoffs, where he decides he maybe is the best quarterback in the NFL <laughs> when I'm not even in the playoffs. It's oh, bravo, man. Derek Carr. Bravo. Dude, Thanks for screwing he, me. Here's the thing, man. He's gonna trick everyone next year whenever we get in uh to like fantasy drafts. You're going to look at his, you know, end of the year stats and be like, oh, man, Derek Carr. He's like, I don't know. Should I draft him? No, you can't. But it's going to happen. You watch. Well, it's not going to happen in my league because I have him signed for $4 next year as my backup to Anthony Richardson. So I love it. Derek, next year, the the hopefully one or two times I have to play you, please throw up 28 points. Please don't give me your six-pointer. That said, Jameis Winston should have been kicked off the team, fired, cut, whatever you want to call it, before they got to the locker room. Yeah. Well, Am I wrong? It's just not going to happen in today's world. It's not, but you know, he should have been Tom cut Landry before was they got the to the locker room. Sure. What a crock. Dude, I I, I mean, I, I, my blood was about half-boiling with that. You decide you're taking over the team, that the coach's words no longer matter. I'm now the coach. I'm taking over. And he's a nobody, so why is he still on the team? Well, he's also a free agent, so that was probably going to lead him to – go ahead and tell us what happened, but that's pro- his actions are probably going to lead him to not be back but, the So for those who don't know, in garbage time, even guards time, with like 30 seconds left, they had an interception return. They're already at, what, 34 to 17? So it's like under 30 seconds left, I believe – they return an interception to the one. They're out there in victory formation. Okay. Um, Jameis Winston decides that they feel bad for precious little Jamal Williams because he hasn't got to score yet this year. What? It's not like he had a $5 million bonus coming. So they the, the they asked. They actually even asked Dennis Allen and the offense coordinator if they could do it. And they said, no, that's that's Dude, you know it's that's not it's not kosher in, in in football to do that. So okay, if you want to, so what they do then they go out, they decide they're going to victory formation. They hand the ball off and let him just plow through to score. Total BS move. My thought is okay. I get that you got to play to to the whistle. If you're going to pull that crap, at least go out there in some sort of a goal line formation. At least let the other team know, hey, we're at least right. trying this. To have them there not even ready for it, risking injury, and have your 260-pound running back slam through the line just to embarrass them, to get a meaningless touchdown, all the while saying, I don't really care. I don't regret it. I don't care what the coaches said. We decide as a team we're going to do it. Dude, like I said, he should have been cut before he got off the field. Did you see Arthur Smith at the end of the game when he, he went up? He should have punched him in the face. Because no, no, he didn't no. know that Dennis Allen right. wasn't behind it. 
Right. So you, Dennis you, Allen's that, lucky he didn't get punched in the face. So when I saw it happen, like when I saw the interaction at first, I didn't realize that Jameis Winston had gone against the coaching staff and blah, blah, blah. And Arthur Smith's upset. But if you go back and watch, you see like there's an interaction and you kind of see Arthur Smith. He, he hears what Dennis and he turns and he kind of turns back and he's like, yeah. And he, I mean, I feel like Dennis Allen at that point was like, dude, it wasn't me. James was. just did his own thing. And Arthur Smith is like, what? Like, he can't believe what's happening or what happened. So so then now we have to ask, what credibility does Dennis Allen have with this team? That they just do whatever they want and break. A, you're a football player. That's that's one of those unwritten rules. You just don't do that crap. So if Jameis is out, then we under we get it. If they bring Jameis back, then I got some questions of what's going on there, and you know how strong Dennis yeah. Allen's leadership is. Yeah, it's it's pretty messed up, and and I I know nobody's going to get hurt. It's it's these are first world problems. We're not going to pretend it's a it's a war or something or homelessness, children starving, obviously. But that's pretty messed up, man. There's just certain unwritten rules you don't break in sports, and that is most definitely one of them. It was really 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 messed up particularly that you line up in victory formation and then run a that's, play. That's the thing. I, I don't care about running up the score. If you don't want me to score, don't yeah. let me. But, like, I mean, you go back to Dan Marino when he did the fake spike and threw it to the end zone. That's gamesmanship well, they, there. Right, right. You're in a position. You're in a, a – And they were behind. <laughs> you're in a formation yeah. to do that play. The defense is lined up, you know, correctly and everything. But when you do the – you know, the victory formation, you're supposed to take a knee. That And you're no up 17 expected. with 30 right. seconds left. Pretty messed up. Um, yeah. uh, Black Monday, not as black as I thought it was going to be. Only two no. coaches fired today, five total, because uh, obviously three were fired in season. We have Carolina, we have Washington, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and the Chargers. Which one of these five, and I know I asked you earlier, um, and I think we both said the Chargers because of Justin Herbert, but which of these – Five teams, now that we have five, is most attractive to you. Is it still the Chargers? As far as football, you, yes. You have Justin Herbert to mold. But How else would you find them attractive, Kevin? Well, because some people, some players, some coaches, anybody, they go to cities for the city. I want to go play in Vegas. I want to go coach in Vegas. I want to hang out in Vegas year-round. Not me, man. No, I think, and I've never even been I like there. My life. But I could just, I've got, boy, it'd be a horrible I've been there a couple times. But I think place. it's very attractive. But I, I really think AP is going to get the job now. I think Mark Davis is going to get run out of town if he hires any, anybody other than like Curly Lambeau or um, Newt Rockney, somebody like that. Uh, then, then he's going to be in trouble if he doesn't hire him. So if you look at these five teams, I can make a case for four of them. Dude, Carolina, man. Yeah. That's a tough spot to go to. They only here, have here, I looked at Can I just mention why real quick? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've There's only reasons. 32 of these jobs on the planet. Obviously, they are highly sought after. Well, I'll but take you it. You could make the case that you're the hot coach that they want that it could be career suicide. You're going to go there, you might win 3 games in the next 2 years. And you'll never get a head coaching job again. It's, it's, tough. it's just something to think that you have to consider about going there. You are going to lose. This isn't a the Texans thing where you have a nucleus and can maybe turn things around. This team is not turning around. They got shut out. They're the first team I saw in like how many years? Like 19 years, 18 years or something to be shut out two games in a row. So Carolina has only Two picks, two drafts. So they they give up the farm to go to get the number one overall pick last year. So you have a super young quarterback. You got to your next pick was Jonathan Mingo, a young wide receiver. Unfortunately, this year you have two draft picks in the top one hundred. You just had the thirty second rank offense, the the worst scoring offense in the league. Well, that's all right. Your defense was better. You're twenty ninth in the league in defense. I've said a thousand times on the show, Bryce Young is not the guy. I don't think he is. Maybe some people still do. Because, you know, Sam Darnold ended up, you know, I think Carolina, didn't they give up a, a, like a second round pick for Sam Darnold? Like they yeah, thought he was going to be something. Lines. Right. So people believe in these high draft picks. 
But you look at Carolina and you're like, well, at least, you know, you maybe have a young team that you can help mold into the future. Nope. nope. In September, week one, they had the fifth oldest roster in the league. Man, I just don't see. No. Your best the receiver is involved. like, what, like 33, 34? Uh, right. what, who's the. Um... What who's the badass defense defensive player they have? Um Brian Burns, man. He's yeah, good. He's going, most likely. There's nothing. So again, you can go take this. If you turn around, boy, you've got your meal ticket for the next 20 years. But well, it, when you just Horn, lose, 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 next thing you know, you're a special teams coordinator somewhere. If you can get JC Horn healthy and Jeremy Chin's good too, I mean, there are some well, I mean, every, every NFL deep. team has a couple pieces, but they have it's no depth. Good. They have no superstars. They have a quarterback who I, I, I'm not as down on him as you are. We've got to we've got to at least give the guy a team around him. Um, Why? T.J. Stroud didn't have one. Yeah, but they got some decent players in that that really excelled. I know I'm not saying C.J. Stroud didn't make them better. They all made themselves each other better. But we could tell you and I thought at the end of last year that they showed signs of being of of, of some positivity there. This I don't I can't make any compelling case to want to take this job because on top of it, the single worst thing about this job is still there. David Tepper. David Tepper. Owners. That's man. not changing. So he's he's a brand new owner. Like like Dano Snyder was there for like what 20, 30 years? Yeah. Well, Tepper's been like, like five or six now. And going on his fifth coach I already. I don't think it's been that long. I thought it was. Maybe. Um I just, dude. If I was a football, I mean, obviously, obviously they're going to get one. Five years, he's not. Five years, not exciting. That's not an exciting spot to go to. So, the Commanders, twenty fifth ranked offense, not good. The worst scoring defense in football. Yeah. However, they had Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. You know, even Curtis Samuel has, you know, his Ryan moments. Robinson only his third player. year had a quiet, really strong season until he got hurt. A solid core of receivers and running backs because Antonio Gibson's got his spot, right? Um, they also have five draft picks in the top 100. Second, they do. And they go 36, 40, 67, and they have pick 100. You know what? You can work, you can work with this. You got. Who knows what's going to happen in free agency? You never know. But you can work with five draft picks in the top 100 um, and some decent um, positional players like they have. One thing I'll say, though, man, Montez Sweat, losing him. Chicago was giving up 24 points a game before the Montez Sweat trade. They gave up 18 points a game after that. Montez Sweat. That trade since that time, now obviously it's not all him, but whatever changes they made on top of that trade, they gave they got a touchdown advantage from that from yeah. one player, a whole a touchdown. It's enormous. So, Ooh, so you, I, nice I assume have. you saw that he accomplished a feat that had never been accomplished in the history of the NFL this year, right? He led two teams in sacks. Yes, two different teams. He but, led different sacks. That's. Bizarre, if you really think. How do you about let it. a player like that go? Yeah. Chase Young, I get. They I know he was the second to, overall. Pick. It was the whole thing. They didn't want to have to pay him. And uh, what do you mean? I would. How much would you pay to have one less touchdown scored on you every single game? I think their thought was, we're screwed anyway. We're awful because we have Sam Howell, league leader in interceptions. He's a young player. He, I'm it. with you. I'll give you props about Sam Howell. That at times he makes some amazing freaking throws. Amazing. The problem is he throws up five to seven punts a game. Literally, he just throws the ball straight up in the air, anywhere from 10 to 50 yards downfield, and just hoping a prayer, winging a prayer that somebody with a burgundy helmet on catches it. It's really weird. I've never seen a quarterback who so consistently will just throw the ball straight up. It's it's really odd. What does he think is going to happen? At least when Russell Wilson did it, there was a player in the vicinity. In the vicinity, and he'll throw it 70 yards downfield. How will throw it straight up and, <laughs> and won't even make it to the first down marker? <laughs> it's really odd. So 
they're going to spend obviously their first pick number two if they don't move up on a quarterback. That's you think a no unless they go out and they get a Russell Wilson or you know somebody like that. They could, but I'd I'd be surprised. I think they're going to go young here and completely rebuild. Then find a way to bring in a some defensive playmaker. I don't know who it is. I don't know what position. Anybody that can yeah. come in and do something on defense like Sweat did. Even if it's three less points a game, that's better than what they're doing now. And all of a sudden, this team can compete. Unfortunately, they have to be in a division with the Cowboys and the Eagles. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think that they could turn things around. And and Dan Snyder being going makes this so much more attractive. Yeah, true. Oh, definitely. Uh, Atlanta, they were 26th in offense. They were 18th in defense. So middle of the Thank pack God defense. He's going. My, and, I yep. almost put a thing on Facebook, but I didn't want to jinx it. Like, like thank the football, fantasy football gods that he is gone. And honestly, Atlanta's got some serious positives, okay? The defense is middle of the pack. That's fine. You can work with that. Offense, not great, but you, and you need a but quarterback. again, the defense would be five spots better if the offense was even 10% sure. better. Yeah, but you got the ninth best run game in football. And you got some serious young playmakers. Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London, Bijan Robinson, obviously a first round pick last year. And they have four draft picks in the first hundred eighth, 43rd, 74th, and 79th. You can do something with that. You can continue building uh, and getting some young talent there. Uh, so, and it's a division right for the taking. Oh my gosh. No one wanted it. I, I would, you could definitely make the argument they have the most talented overall roster in that division, the NFC South. They just had an awful, awful, awful coach who does not know how to use yeah. his pieces. He's not a chess that. player. He's a straight-up checkered player. Great coordinator, awful, awful head coach. Las Vegas, 23rd in offense. I think they were – this was kind of quiet, but they were ninth, the ninth best scoring defense in football. And I, I feel like I didn't know that. I didn't realize that their defense was maybe as good as it was. They do have the fourth oldest roster – um, you know, when it started the uh, the football season, but they had Devontae Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs. We'll see what happens. I think you know, a few weeks ago, a few I don't know, a month or two ago, I think he said he he'd like to come back. Yes, and it's you know, it's always easier to keep your guys than it is to you know go out there and, and bring in new ones. Max Crosby, you and I both love to death. That guy's one of the best defensive players in football. They have three picks in the top one hundred, so that's I mean, you know, one per round. Uh, that's normal. But Antonio the Pierce, in my a, opinion. They need a gives, solid quarterback and one more defensive playmaker, probably in the defensive backfield. And all of a sudden, you've got a team. Plus, you get to be in Vegas. The one thing these teams don't have that the Chargers have is a quarterback. Justin Herbert, they also have the sixth youngest roster, uh, which is helpful. 21st offense, 24th defense, and again, just one pick each in the in the first three rounds. But again, Herbert is the huge draw there. Um, but man, if I'm a head coach, I don't know. The Chargers, obviously, Herbert is attractive, but I kind of like Atlanta in a weak division. Because you know all you gotta do is make the playoffs, and who knows what's gonna happen. Just I mean, ask Eli Manning. And your defense is already pretty good. You've got some really good young guys. I don't know. I mean, like I said, you you can make a you can make a good argument for pretty much any team, any of these squads. Not Carolina, man. Well, yeah, except what? Well, I thought we already <laughs> okay. covered that. Yes. The that. other four, yes, we can make anything. I, like I said I don't really think the Raiders one's going to be up for grabs. Again, I hope it's not. Unless honestly, Lombardi comes out of re, out of death and retirement, that I that has to go to AP. But the other ones. It's anybody's guess. I mean, you saw the litany of names today that want that they want to interview. Washington, they are trying to interview everyone, everyone on earth. Good for them. But a they're already man. saying that they're not even going to bother until they hire a GM or whatever first. And I get it. I get it. They're, yeah, what's and they're the trying rush? To... What's the freaking rush? Well, they want to get – they want to have first dibs. Yeah, they want to get there to is no it guy this year. There's just not. There's not hey, one guy in the league hey. that I can think of like, God, that's the guy you got to get right now. I'll tell, tell you what, Detroit fans out there, listen, 
I'm telling you from experience, if you are a Detroit Lions fan, please hear me out. Write letters, send it to your Lions, send it to Dan Campbell, your congressman, whoever. But do not lose both of your coordinators because they are both going to get interviews. And as an Eagles fan, you do not want to lose both of your coordinators. It is a bad, bad deal for your team. It hasn't panned out. No, it hasn't. The They're the worst 11 to 16 I've ever seen, I think. They really are. I mean, it's um, a tale of two seasons so far. Before we get in this, I got one more one more thing on this on all this coaching. So trade talks are fun. You know, I love the offseason. I love hypothetical situations. And and you had brought up, you know, what if Mike Tomlin is traded from the Steelers? That that could happen. So I was talking to some some listeners of the show and friends of the show. And they well, what? trading coaches does that actually happen and i'm like well yeah you know just last year sean payton got traded from new orleans to denver it was like payton and a third pick a third round pick for a first and a second right um herm edwards was traded from the jets to the kansas city chiefs fourth round pick bruce arians was traded from arizona to tampa bay for a sixth round pick mike holmgren i don't remember this he was traded from green bay to seattle for a second round pick Obviously, Bill Belichick was traded from the Jets to the Patriots, a first, fourth, and a seventh. Bill Parcells was traded before that from the Patriots to the Jets. A third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a second-round pick, and a first-round pick. And that goes in order of years. Uh, it was, you know, future draft picks. The big one, though, that I actually forgot about was John Gruden. Absolutely, and they won the Super Bowl was, because of it. Was right, traded from the Raiders to Tampa Bay. And then beat Tampa the Raiders Bay. in the Super Bowl the very next year. Tampa Bay gave up a first-round pick and a second-round pick, another first-round pick, another second-round pick, and $8 million. They threw an $8 million bucks. But paid off because they won the Super Bowl again. 100%. the team they traded with. It doesn't matter what you do. If you win the Super Bowl, it, it paid off. Absolutely. Uh, so here's a trade proposal for you with your boy, Mike Tomlin. What if, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on Chicago and on Pittsburgh. The Chicago Bears were to trade away Justin Fields and the ninth overall pick for Mike Tomlin. Yeah, that's a for lot. Me, but for me, it's a no-brainer for Chicago because – I mean, they're getting the best coach they've had since Mike Ditka, probably. And I'm not even sure how good of a coach Mike Ditka was. He just had awesome, awesome players on his team. But Tomlin's proven himself over and over again, you know, all the winning seasons uh, in Pittsburgh. He's so and, good, he gets away with cheating. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You did it. You found a way to slide it in. Well done. Um, and if you're Mike Tomlin, now, you know, he probably doesn't really have a say in it, or, you know, I'm sure Pittsburgh would give him some kind of say, but you go to Chicago, whose defense was middle of the road, which is fine, but you also get the first overall pick in the draft. That's got to be a little bit enticing. I would um, love all that if Fields was staying. I've I've grown fond of him. You know, I there's been no bigger critic of Justin Fields the last couple of years than me. But I don't know. I, something's really changed when I watch him play. It just looks different. And I don't. I think they're going to make a huge mistake if they let him go. Pete King doesn't well, think they're going to. He thinks they're going to trade the pick. And what's our word? Trade ravage. Trade, trade ravage. Yeah. Trade ravage. Another yeah. team, um, so that they can move up to get him. Whether it's Washington, New England, uh, the Giants, Tennessee, Atlanta, whoever, is well, somebody's going to jump, and they could become a true freaking competitor dude if they could do that and then still find a way to get marvin harrison jr a little defensive help they could them and the lions could own the nfc so if you're pittsburgh in this hypothetical scenario does it work for you is it enough to get to trade away mike tomlin if you mean just justin, a pick and justin fields in the ninth overall pick because kenny pickett's not the answer he was benched for mason rudolph I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it as far as the Steelers go because, okay, Tomlin's never had a losing season. What, 17 straight winning seasons? That is impressive. I mean, Grandy had to cheat at least once or twice to do it. But he's only won one Super Bowl, and that wasn't even his team. That was Cowher's team. Um, so it's not – he. 
the Steelers are like the picture of mediocrity. Again, the thing that you and I say we don't like. A team that's good every year, but not great enough to actually win. I want Super Bowls. I don't care about making the playoffs. That means crap. So get Andy, rid of them. Bring some people in. This is Philadelphia with Andy Reid. Andy Reid went to four NFC Championship games in a row. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and they got rid of him. He went to the Super Bowl. Didn't win. Got rid of him. They just needed a change. And it didn't work out at first. I, I say it all didn't. the time, don't I? No matter how good yeah. coach is, sooner or later, you just need a new voice. And if the so, Steelers, yeah. and it's Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh Steelers fans are basically losers anyway. So they accept mediocrity. They're just happy to go around bragging about their winning seasons and their coacher that tries to trip punt returners. You know, they don't care. Uh, whereas we Ravens fans, we want to win oh, Super Bowls. Gosh. We don't accept mediocrity. We want to win Super Bowls. You feel the same as an Eagles fan, right? Do you accept anything yes. less than any? Oh, we I made would... the Super Bowl. Who gives a crap? You're just the number uh, one loser. Last year was the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to win. Making the playoffs, having a winning record. What, Like I said about my fantasy, 25 years I've had two losing seasons. I'm not bragging about that. I still suck because I only won twice. I want to win. I didn't see this happening. I like it. It's crazy. I, like I, just, I can't stand I like the Steelers. I, I always like House. It's a good show, but I don't really need Tomlin on it. He doesn't really add a lot. It's just, I don't know. Jacoby Jones, he should be mailing him like okay. gag I, I don't know. Um, obviously I, you know, the Steelers have only had what three coaches in the last 65 years or something. Impressive. ridiculous. It really, really is. Um, but you can almost make the case. He's a horrible coach. He's had 17 winning seasons and only won one Super Bowl from somebody else's roster. You, you know that I like chaos. So this for me would oh, be, that, case, would, right? throw, yeah, that would throw two divisions on their upside right. down. Yeah. That would be, uh, I would, that love would be it. pretty crazy. Uh, the smart money is against this. Uh, no, there's idea. no chance. Not after he turned things around there and ended up making the playoffs. Cannot believe they won 10 games with that roster. Really can't. I mean, the last game was against the teams, obviously, that Ravens all their backups. But still, they won. They had a pretty weak schedule. They won some close games. More power to them. Yeah, I know. I know. Or especially if they go out and they bring in someone like Russell Wilson. I mean, it certainly couldn't hurt. Whew. Big right. question is what's what are they going to do without TJ Watt this week? Yeah, he's probably not going to play. Right? I can't and imagine playing if he does. I can't imagine him being overly effective. All right, well, let's get into these games, uh, and we'll go in order. First one: Cleveland is at Houston, eleven and six. Browns uh, at the ten and seven. Houston Texans. The Browns were eleventh in offense. Um, the Texans were 13th, and dude, you know the Cleveland Browns were 14th in scoring defense, and the Texans were 11th in scoring defense. Why did I think the Browns' defense was so much better than maybe it actually was? Um, I, don't know. I mean, they that had a defense games where they just sort of they sort of got screwed. Um, now by scoring defense, you're talking about points given up, or you're talking about fantasy points scored. No, no, I am. I am talking about real fantasy is over. We are talking, talking about real points f- given up on the season. Correct. They had a couple games where they gave up thirty some inexplicably, uh, and that that sort of made it a little crazy. That said, many people, experts, critics, think the Browns maybe have the best defense left in in the playoffs. Um, well. Some would say the Ravens. Some would say Dallas. Some would say, and then they're not always going to say the Niners. Uh, But they're up there. Like I said, they're the only team in the AFC that truly scares me. That doesn't mean I think the Ravens will kill everybody else. But they're the one team I do not want to play. Uh, I'd be, I'm hard-pressed for me to pick Houston in an upset in this game. I agree. Um, if I'm betting money, I'm betting on the Browns. But what's the spread? Do you have it in front of you? I don't know, but I, I, I can get up here, dude. How great of a story! I mean, honestly, the Texans are already playing with house money because they sure are. 
they well, they win three games last year, something like that. And then right now they're a 10 win season in the first year with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. I mean, if you are a, a Texans fan, and I know some, and we talk, and I, they could not be more excited. Uh, the Browns are three point favorites. So, yeah. It's was it a six point swing because usually Lovey Lovey Smith's whole plan backfired. Somehow this whole thing of putting the screws to them has we loved it for love fell in their favor and here they are in the playoffs. I know. Uh, So you're you're picking Cleveland. Absolutely, I'm picking them with my brain, but my heart wants Houston. That said, I think Houston's going to dominate the division for the next four years at least. Oh, yeah, man. At least. Tennessee's going still downhill farther. Indy, I don't know when Richardson comes back. If he can play like he was before he got hurt, they at least have, have a chance. In Jacksonville, I don't I don't Dude. even know what that is. That's that's Eagles-type stuff there. What, they lose five of their last six yep. or six of the last seven? Them, them and the Eagles both lost five of their last six. They had a – They were eight and three, hole. tied for number one in the conference, and then lost they five or six. Right. Number one. Right. They had a stranglehold on the division and they were tops in the conference, the AFC yep. as well. My gosh. I don't know what Doug Pete, what is he saying to his team, man? I don't think it's him. I just think all these guys are everyone outside of, of freaking Evan Ingram of all people um, is completely underachieved. Did you see he only missed the all time record for tight end receptions by two? He had like 112 well, hurts, right? catches. Zach Ertz has a record, doesn't he? Yeah, like 114. He missed it by two. Yeah. Which is crazy because you have receivers to throw to. I know Christian Kirk, you know, got hurt a few weeks ago, yeah. but Calvin, Calvin Ridley's Ridley's out there. very hit or miss. Travis Etienne's a pass catching running back. He is. Well, uh, look, good for you, former he who shall not be named. Yeah, no, he he's he's great. He's been just been awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Miami Dolphins are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Poor Dolphins. They were the one seed. Like they had a chance um, at the, I guess not the one seed, the two seed. They had a chance at the two seed. Uh, all they had to do was win. Instead, they lost, which dropped they had them. They a chance the at the one, not this week, but if they'd have beat the Ravens, right, right. they'd have been yeah. the number one seed going into this week. Two weeks ago, had a chance at the one seed. They lost. This past week, they had a chance at the two seed and they lost. And they dropped all the way to the six seed. So now they have to go to Kansas City, which is not scary. No, that's, it's not the Kansas City we've all grown to but know I, and love. I'd much rather have a home game against Pittsburgh than an away game at Kansas City. Have you that's seen the weather forecast? I haven't. I hope it's a lot of 13 snow. degrees, 40 oh, no. mile an hour winds at the at, at, at kickoff. Dude, okay, so I was going to tell you I was going to pick Miami by four, and now negative, I think I'm going to pick nope, negative single digits wind chill at the beginning of the game. Kansas City yeah. by two. I don't know, dude, because Miami can run the football. If Mostert comes in there, they have nothing healthy. left. Everybody's hurt. They chant. They and oh. they just lost even more this week. They just it, it's it's like the, the, the walking wounded. They just. And now you got to take this 80 degree team and go make them play in the negative nine wind chill in the dark. It's, it's, I guess, I, it's hard for me to imagine Miami even making this game competitive, except for the fact that the Chiefs receivers already have stone hands. Now they got to try and catch a frozen rock. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> They're going to be bouncing into the stands. It's going to be the classic thing we talk about how they're like setting the ball. Yeah. It's, <laughs> See, and this, man, this sucks because the Dolphins have the second best offense in football and Kansas City has the second best scoring defense. So having them go off against each other and then um, Kansas City's offense is 15th, but the defense for Miami is 22nd. So it's like, it's a perfect matchup, right? Strength against strength, you know, mediocrity against mediocrity. KC got got a week off for all their stars. Miami did not. That's why some more of them got hurt. That weather. And that weather is that's gonna to be tough for, for an eighty degree team going and playing in the negative wind chill digits. It's it, it really it's gonna to be tough. 
Not All for right, Tyreek, because so, he played in it for, what, six years? Yeah, no, I'm not worried about Tyreek. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I can't believe it's not more, but... It's only half a point, right? Because they, they, you know... It, I guess it's matches about the number of drops they'll have in the game. They're probably over-under, that's about three-and-a-half. Yeah, you're probably yeah. over. I'm going with the over. All right, um, let's see. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Buffalo Bills. Um, 10 and seven versus 11 and six already mentioned. I don't know how the Steelers won. Can we just say real quick about Buffalo five weeks ago, you and I called them maybe the best team in the AFC, but would not make the playoffs because they were 11. They had to run this gambit of freaking murderous teams. They go five and freaking oh, and end up the number two tied for the fifth best record in the, in the league. They are. The the Bills turned into the Eagles and the Eagles turned into the Bills. Yes. It's the exact opposite. The Bills did what they had to do and dominated. Imagine if the Bills were playing were, you know, had the Eagles record at the time that they just decided to rip off these five wins and yeah. they, they'd only have like two losses on a year. Yeah. I mean, like it's just a shame. But I'm telling you right now, this Bills team is rolling. They this isn't going to be particularly close i don't think the steelers have the 28th ranked offense in football 28th and somehow they won 10 games buffalo has the fourth best defense this is not this could be a shutout it's not going to be uh, pittsburgh might get six points but I it's not going to be it's not going to be competitive i'd be very know, surprised that this game isn't pretty much decided by midway through the third quarter Steelers fans are going to be like, but, you know, hey, six best scoring defense, blah, blah, blah. You probably don't have T.J. Watt. If you do, he's not 100% healthy. And I, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, it's just not going to happen. No, this this could, this could has the makings of a of a true nightmare for, for the Steelers. It does. And I am i can't imagine how excited you are to see it. Oh, it'll be like – I told you before the show, at this point of the year – Everything to now now for me is just gravy. There's only two things I want. The Ravens to win the Super Bowl, the Steelers to not win the Super Bowl. If the, if those things, you know, I know the Ravens probably won't, but if they do, great. As long as the Steelers don't, I can still go off my head hung high. So since, since the season started, the Ravens are going to spend two weeks where they're not playing football. And you got wins both of those two weeks. Yeah. Because if you remember back then, it was was it like every other team in the AFC North lost the week that you had a buyer? Yeah, it was, it was them, something they crazy lost, like that. Kansas City lost, Miami lost, all these teams lost to actually make a chance for the Ravens to get the number one yeah. seat. That said, you know how much I don't like that this whole sitting already because in 2019 it did not work, and I don't know that it'll be any different this time, especially if they have to play Cleveland, which is very likely. Uh, yes, it sure is. Green Bay, nine and eight against the Dude, twelve and five. I don't. I Dallas don't even, Cowboys. I don't even want to talk about Green because I just don't get it. Dude ended up number two in the league in touchdown passes. Jordan Love. Yeah, number two behind Dak. Two Dak, right? This there we go. The two best quarterbacks in football. What in the world is going on? And and listen to this. The Green. All of these offenses and defenses in this game are top twelve in the league. Green Bay has the 12th best offense and the 10th best defense. And Dallas has the best offense and the fifth best defense. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be awesome. The I'm Cowboys be, I'll are be un- hammered by them. My niece and her family are coming up to visit for the first time like a year and a half, and they stay here. So her husband and I will just be drinking, playing board games, watching football all day. So I'm excited for this game and the one after it. The Cowboys are undefeated at home. Yes. But you you have said this numerous times. You never know what Dallas team is going to show up. You don't, but it, they're home. They won, what, 16 in a row at home now? Something like that? Well, every streak comes to an end. That's true. And, well, listen, if I'm putting money on it, I'm putting my money on the Cowboys. But What's the spread? Said, Five, six? I've also put my money against Green Bay. Constantly throughout this season. Because we don't trust Jordan Love yet. He proves us wrong every week. I know the Cowboys are over a touchdown favorite. They are a seven and a half point favorite 
Buffalo's a 10-point favorite, by the way. Yeah, that's not surprising. I I don't know, man. This If I had to pick an upset, it would be this one. Oh, really? Because mine's the next game. And I don't even oh, I hate don't. saying it. I know. I don't want to <laughs> say it. But I'm being, I'm being uh, a realist here, buddy. Not being a pessimist. Matt, I'm just being a realist. I know. Matt I want Stafford. Detroit to win. I want the Detroit Detroit to make it to the Super Bowl. Lose to the Ravens. But I, I this game scares you. I've been telling you for weeks that the Rams are the real deal. Staff. You keep telling me I'm crazy, but they're the freaking real Staff. deal, and I do not want to play them. It's it's impressive what can happen when your team finally gets healthy. It's, you get all your playmakers out there on the field at once, yeah. man. It's Matt Stafford going home. They'll be all jacked up. I hope they I I hope that they at least give him a brief applause before they do the hell out oh, of the rest no, no, of the no. game. I'm telling you right now, Detroit fans, I know a bunch of them, when Stafford walks into that building, he will get nothing but love. I hope they so. love Matt Stafford. Uh, I am sure of it. Rams are going to Detroit, um, 10 and 7 Rams, 12 and 5 Detroit Lions. Um, the eighth-ranked offense and the fifth-ranked offense for the Lions – the Rams had the 19th best defense, and the uh, Lions had the 23rd best defense. So, again, another very evenly matched team. Uh, I, I'm not excited for this one because I want the Lions to win so bad. Me too. I'm really they're three and a half point favorite. Here's a question: I know there's an outside chance you'll play, but why didn't the Lions sign Zach Ertz yesterday? I don't know. That's a great. Great question. You talk about a gaping hole in your offense all of a sudden. The guy who just set every rookie mark in history for a freaking tight end, and he's hurt, probably not going to play. They're pretending that he might, but I don't think he's going to play this week. Why not bring that, in a veteran that, that knows the game? Has, been playing the, has played the Rams twice a year for two years in a row now. Bring in the guy that, that knows what to do. And what if down the road you have to play the Eagles? He the knows that, that he team played there well. for eight years or whatever it was. Yeah. So, what 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 has Zach Ertz done that all these teams have just bailed on the guy? I don't I don't know. Did he run over Roger Goodell's dog? Is he the Joe Flacco of tight ends? I don't know. Every team well, I don't know if we're ever going to find out because nobody will bring him in. Man. That's a good call. I, that's something I, that I did not think of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. At worst, he's going to sit on your sideline. Right. At best, he might out, come out and get six catches for 70 yards. Interesting. And, and you know, he's, I mean, it's not like he's it's been playing like he's football out of shape. For a he just got time. cut a few weeks ago. Right. And he's going to be able to, you know, you can at least give him a solid handful of plays for him to get out there. And he's, he's a good he's blocker a for the played, game. Yeah, he's done to run every route there is. You got a veteran quarterback that they'll be able to get a report probably in two hours of practice. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. Maybe they will. Who knows? But this game scares the crap out of me, brother. All right, Kevin, you got a hundred bucks. Who are you putting it on? Tampa. No. Okay. No. Yes. No. no. Rams are the Lions. Yes. Wait, oh, I thought you were. Here we go. I thought you were saying like, here we go. Like, we're moving on to the next game. Hundred bucks, I'm picking Detroit because I'll gladly I, I want it. Yeah. Even if I lose hundred bucks, I'm picking Detroit. Okay. Me too. If it's a ten thousand, then I don't I'm not sure. I, I worry about Dan Campbell at only because when he got penalized on that two point conversion, he was stubborn enough to stick with it, and stubborn does not work. No, it does not. So hopefully he hopefully he won't go for two from the seven. Um I, I just don't know. The, so much of their thing is Jared Goff. And obviously Sean yeah. McVay knows Jared Goff inside and freaking out. But the Lions also know Stafford. I mean there, there are coaches it's that true. have been around since he was there. Some, yeah. I mean, it's a little different. He's been going a little longer and well, I, don't know, I guess about the same. Have they both been going for two exactly years? Was it the, the same, same season time? they did that? They, they flip flop. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that's the same. But McVay definitely knows him because he's still there. Yeah. Campbell, that's that's a little different. But no, you're right. Both of them know tendencies. I don't know. Sean McVay. I don't know, dude. 
Detroit runs, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, all the playmakers they have, it all runs through golf. If golf is having a, a, an off game, they're in real trouble. And I hope he doesn't. I hope he kicks their butts. Oh, gosh, that'd be so great. Man, I would love that. Um, Let me look at one quick defensive stat um, for the Rams. I want to see what their run defense looks like because if they have – uh, the Rams' run defense is not great. Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah, no, never mind. They're good. I had it flipped around. They're twelfth against the run. And I think it's so, been particularly good, like the last six weeks. Yeah, so that's not. It's not great. Uh, let's like, move. Like you said earlier, back. how good can you be when you're healthy? Right. Right. Remember, they're they're aside from Puka, they're they're overall. Uh, roster isn't that different from last year. Matter of fact, they lost Jalen Ramsey, who we both think yeah, but, is overrated, but he's still Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yet last year, hurt, hurt, hurt all the time. They didn't even have a winning record. You called it. This year, all you do is add one guy and look where they are because they're healthy. Right. Yeah. All right. Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bay one team. Talk about a skid. Um, with a one in five in their last six games, uh, they pretty embarrassing. One they won was that when they barely beat the Giants. Yeah, Buccaneers nine and eight. Uh, the Eagles seventh best offense in football. That's great. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twentieth best offense, uh, but they have the seventh best defense, which is good for them. Uh, because the Eagles they have the only the twenty eighth ranked Pittsburgh offense. It was the worst ranked offense or defense in all of the playoffs, except for the Eagles' 30th ranked scoring defense. It's bad, man. Yeah. I and, and the the problem's the secondary. So I if I'm playing playoff fantasy football, I am starting Mike Evans and I'm starting Chris Godwin and I'm starting Baker Mayfield. And I'm letting it roll, man, because I can't see how the Eagles can stop. This passing game. Yeah, and I we talked for the show. I'm playing in a uh once and done uh uh fantasy playoff league that you have declined. And I'm really I can pick any of these what six games? I could pick one of twelve quarterbacks. I'm probably picking Baker Mayfield because he should Why eat not? these guys up. He's yes. at home, and there's a good chance even if he throws for four TDs, he might still lose. Um Mike Evans. Yes, thank you. Uh, Rashad White, yes, thank you. I don't care because yes. even oh, recently yeah. their run defenses suck too. You'd... Saquon ate them freaking up on the ground Philly. and in the air. Philly has the 10th best run defense on the year, but that's only because for the first 12 games, 10, 12 games, they, were lights they out. really, they really they were shut. number one for a yeah. long time. Right. Dude. I don't know what's happened. I told you I read Pete King today. He says in his 50-some years of covering the NFL, this is unlike any uh, just free fall from any team he's ever seen. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Nick Sirianni might be coaching for, as crazy as it sounds, I know you don't believe this, but might be coaching for his job. I watched the game. You didn't watch the Giants game because you're just checked out with the whole thing. You're so dis disillusioned so right now. But I watched this game. The The one overarching theme I got from the Eagles is we just want this season to be over. They, they look like they want, don't care. They just want and I, not, they just want it done. I just want to go I, home and be done with this. Because this did is watch, awful. I did watch some of the some of the game. Um and if if this game was important, if it meant something, because they were locked into the five seed. Luckily for them, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst team in the NF in the playoffs for the NFC outside of maybe Philly right now. I understand they have an eleven six record, but that doesn't matter it's who the team is right now. Right, and who the team is right now, the two worst playoff teams are going up against each other. In my opinion, the Rams are better than both these teams. The Green Bay Packers are probably better than both of these. I teams. would put the Packers slightly ahead of them both. Yes. Right. Okay. So we're on the same page here. Um, so the Eagles got lucky. They're not the two seed. 
Because if they had to play Green Bay, I would pick Green Bay. I told you before the show, you are 51-49 towards Philly. I'm 55-45 Philly. Um, so give me 4% homerism, so whatever. Right. Um, but I, I don't feel great. What's the spread, do you think, without looking? I know what it is. What do you think it is? I'd say Philly by like two or three. Three? Philly by three. Yep. And honestly, it's probably how it's going to go, if I had to guess. Yeah. But now, now you mentioned the be- Giants game, how it didn't matter a lot. Although it did, but it didn't. But they if were down 24 nothing before if, they pulled everybody. If it did matter, and that's what they put out there. Well, that's what I'm I, saying. It was 24 nothing when they were in. Where, they where played better happen? with the second team. <laughs> they it, played Mariota. better except for Mariota's pick six. They played better with the second team. Julio Jones, but Mr. Butterfingers, balls falling off his hands. Mariota with the worst ball in the league. It comes out like a wounded duck almost every time. But they were down 24 nothing with their starters in. Now, I know that Swift didn't play. He's injured. I know Waddle. But that, play that doesn't out. mean injuries are part of the game. Other than that, they had their team in, and they were still being brutalized. 30 yards here, 20 yards there. Saquon Barkley for like a 49-yard reception it just yeah. dr- him dr- just bulldozing people into the end zone they just look i'm just saying they got the skill they just look at a team that just is resigned to their fate like this isn't working let's just get this over let's let's retool for next year if any and maybe team I'm, needed completely wrong. I'm just saying what it looked like if they're gonna get rolling they better start now and did you see jalen hurts his freaking finger yeah, it didn't look. Great, it looked like it, one of those old snake things that you can twist all around. I mean, it was like doing yeah, yeah. it like back and forth. Yeah. I mean, how how can anybody with a finger that badly dislocated just throw some tape on it and then go out and pretend that they can throw a perfect ball next week? You can't. It doesn't work. The human body doesn't work that way. Even like that, yes, he's a million times better than us. True. But he's not going to be quite himself either. There's going to be an interception or two that might not have been if he if his finger hadn't been bent 78 degrees the wrong way. I have a glass half full take. Are you ready? You never do with the Eagles. It's 99% empty all the time. I have one. Okay, I'm interested to hear this. Jalen Hurts is hurt. He has trouble throwing, and all of a sudden... They run the football. That would be glorious for the Eagles, wouldn't it? They would Can probably win by 30. Maybe. But Maybe. as you and I discussed, uh, I think last night or today, Tampa Bay at the snap could take all 11 players, run to both sidelines, and they would still throw. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Right. They'll still throw. I That's know. just the Eagles now. They're – Although maybe arguably the best running team in all of football behind maybe the Ravens, they just won't do it. Buccaneers have the fifth best rushing defense in the league on the season. Yeah, they hey, got, I'm telling you. They got some big boys up front. I, they do, but Vita Vea, keep, keep it away from – the Eagles have quick dude, like Swift. He can get but, to the edge. Dude, the game, well, we've talked about this. This isn't like week three and we're like, oh, they're going to get it. I Don't know. turn this around. We're at week 19. Nothing's going to change. Yes, Hurts is hurt. It's changing this week. I have confidence. I think all it's going to mean is they're going to have more designed runs for him, to be honest. Honestly, great. It's fine. That's what happened last year. How did last year work out? They They lost the Super Bowl when he had a fumble six. They got scared. They had a fumble six. They want to keep their franchise. They, They paid him a bunch of money. Don't want him to get hurt. But what about the fumble oh, six? Da, 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 da. <laughs> you weren't acknowledging it, so I had to keep saying it. Dude, I don't know. I, 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 I think know. this could go one of two ways. Philadelphia either wins a close game or they get straight blown out, like 35 to 10. Yeah, so they, they win by less than a touchdown or they lose by double digits. You agree? I, I really think that's how it's going to know. I think you're right. Yeah. And then next week, that's uh, what five they would end up. This is it for this week. For these two teams, this week is it. Most they're, likely, yeah, yeah, because they got to play lo- the big boys after yeah. that. Um, unless wait, um, 
would Tampa Bay play? No, they wouldn't play Green Bay. So, yeah, this is it. No, there's no way Tampa could play yeah. Green Bay. Right. Because if Green so this, Bay would win, they would right. automatic. They're the seven, right? Yeah, so they yeah. would automatically play the 49ers no matter what. Yeah. Right. So that's it for these teams. So I'm going to ask you one question. Because you know, as much as I don't really care for the Eagles, I've always been a big supporter of Sirianni right from the beginning. You it took More you had some growing pains with him, but yeah. you got on board. Are you 100% confident that he will be the Eagles head coach week one next year? Or do you think if they go into this game and get embarrassed, there's a chance they're going to move on? Because I've heard more and more I was reading today. This player's only meeting meant, maybe meant yeah. more than what, what people are leading on. I think Sirianni goes in. If they go and they lose here, you know, they lose by 12. He goes into the meeting with um, Roseman and – and Jeffrey Laurie and says, look, here's the deal, guys. I lost both of my coordinators last year. That's tough to come back from, from any coach. We had some growing pains. I figured out, I got it. This is my plan going into next year. Um, I'm going to, you know, fire this guy or we should go after this guy, something. They're going to keep him around. I mean, he's in the Super Bowl last year. Give me some corners that are under the age of 50. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he needs to look at Howie and be like, come on, man. Yeah, like, we need some here. Give me out of these old, about it. You go from almost say the all time record in sacks to having less than half of that what? really exposed these older corners. Darius really Slay and James Bradbury. I mean, let's give me give me something we can work with here. Right. I, I'm with you. I don't think if they lose, he's out. I think if they go out there and play like they did against the Giants, that meeting with Howie and Lori is oh, not yeah. going to be pleasant. I'm not saying they'll fire him. But if they go out here and lose 35 to 10, I, I'd put it at 50-50 that they might say, you know what, you've lost the team and sorry, but maybe it wasn't you all along. Maybe it was those two coordinators who both found marginal success this year with awful yeah. team. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something to think about. What's that whole saying? Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. We'll know in a week. And there's a various outlets you know, at least broaching this subject. Honestly, it, you know, they play on Monday. So at 9.52, which is what time it is right now, on Monday, we may know. We might. You know, it could be. It Fire could be 20, 24 to 3. Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't bring him out in half. I, I Sitting here right now, I'd say 90% he'll be their head coach week one next okay. year. That's, I, I really don't think he's going to get fired, but they play like they did against the Giants. Those numbers are going to start to, to skew yeah. a bit. Uh, all right, man. Anything else from you, sir? We I have to mention at least once, I have to talk about your porn stash because the over-under before the show was 0.5 mentions. I bet the over one is higher than 0.5. I'm not sure what you owe me. I think it was a gentleman's wager. Please explain to those watching why you look like such a weirdo. If you're not watching the video on YouTube or Facebook, maybe you want to. Kevin has a stupid Ravens hat on his There's head. There's nothing stupid about it. It's got a tongue hanging out. I've never. Does do birds even have tongues? It's a happy Raven because he wants to win a Super Bowl. Ed Reed vouches for him. Um, I also had a beard and decided I'm, I'm over it. So I took care of the beard, but left the stash. And because I did have a fairly long beard, it's a fairly serious mustache. Um, I don't think Kevin enjoys it as much as I do. No, because you look like a fireman slash porn star. I know you're not a fireman. Do you have a fire I need to put out, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, in my pants. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> what TV style? That's from Beavis and Butthead in like okay. 1992 or something. <laughs> right. That's probably really hitting with but the But, dude, younger. that's two mentions now and maybe even more if we're going to keep going with it. So, for those of you watching, Bobby looks truly ridiculous. I hope that you don't look at the video and have to see it in your nightmares. And I can only hope and pray that by this time next week, it will be gone. We'll but see. I imagine he's just going to let it grow thicker just to creep me out a little bit more. Dude, your uh, mustache and my beard would go together perfectly. 
It would. It really would. Wait. The other guy would be just this clean shaven little pretty boy. Okay. Folks, thanks for thanks for listening, I guess. Uh check us out. Get your bell wrong football podcast. Uh Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. And uh we'll see you in a week. Uh get excited for this uh wild card weekend. Football is almost over, man. Only a couple weeks left. So. And I'm I'm pumped for this week, buddy. I really I'm gonna look forward me to the, every one of these games actually interests me. There's not yes, a single I one that was like, well, who cares? I'm yep. interested with uh, all of them. Hundred percent. So let's okay, do people. it. Yep, see you in a week. See ya.